I opened the news this week after about two months of not scrolling, and wow, am I glad not to be back. Hey, welcome to the Lucas Scrobot Show. I'm Lucas Scrobot, and this is where we uncover purpose, pursue truth, and own the future, episode 265, December 20th, 2021. And okay, I lied. I am glad to be back. I'm not not glad to be back. I'm actually glad to be back with you. But when I read the news, um, wow, I'm definitely glad I took a two-month break. I've, we took a two-month break here on the show as I was just so I was so overwhelmed that the Afghanistan stuff really just put me over the edge, um, really with an increased work capacity and workload. And so we decided to take a step back from the show for the last two months. And in that time, I disconnected from this. I stopped scrolling on the gram, on the Twitter, on my RSS feed. I stopped consuming hundreds of news articles a week to put together this show. And I, I, opened, I opened it all back up this week and began scrolling again. And I realized that the world is much crazier than I thought it was. I mean, we knew. We knew that the world is just totally unhinging, that Western society, the, the Western mind, the American mind is being closed. It is being lost. We, we saw and we knew the agendas that were being propped up against us, especially when it comes to progressivism, the trans agenda, the, the push against uh, sanity, really, and the, the, the overt uh, oppression and tyranny that is being put on society across the globe. We, we covered it all last year. But I took a break from the media, from the noise, from the hustle of, of the 24-7 bad news that is floating around the world. And I have to tell you, it was such a relief. I, I actually, literally, I actually forgot that the trans agenda and the indoctrination of especially the American youth and education system, but the entire Western education system, the indoctrination of our children, I forgot that it was even happening. I, you know, I just went to bubble land and uh, I was actually uh, maybe halfway through. I found a, a, a clip that I had cut from the podcast and I listened to the first half of it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is a great clip. I'll just throw it on, up on Instagram. No big deal. Well, excuse me, excuse me for posting something on the World Wide Web. I forgot in the one month I was off it, I forgot the, the visceralness when it comes to saying anything on, on the web. And uh, I also forgot that in this particular clip, I had mentioned the trans agenda. And of course, people come out of the woodwork, people from the West come out of the woodwork, and my comment section blew up. Me and one person in particular were writing love letters back and forth in the comment section, and I was like, I, I was shocked because I realized I had forgotten that this was still an issue. I had forgotten that this was still such a hot topic, hot button issue in the West. And the reason that I bring it up to you today is that most of what is fueling our fear, our anxiety, our, 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 our the chaos in our mind is the media. 
It is the bad news of the media that is keeping us coming back and back and back and back with total chaos running our lives, fear and tyranny of the next news cycle running our lives. And I took a break from that. I strongly suggest you take a break from it too, because once you do, you begin to realize that all these issues, although they are enormous issues that are going to severely impact the next 50 years of society, if not more, they're important issues. Oftentimes, they're not directly touching our everyday lives, day in, day out. And we become consumed with the defense, consumed with the bad news, consumed with trying to fight the powers that be, rather than taking ownership and taking responsibility and focus on the things that are right in front of us. Another thing that I had nearly forgotten, I, I didn't actually, but the inflation that is going, the, the, the printing of the US dollar like never before, I actually kind of forgot that that was a big issue. I had just totally disconnected. But as I've been wading back into it, I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is worse than I thought. I've, I've forgotten the fear and anxiety and the wicked immorality that is seething through culture and media. Totally forgot that that was a real issue as I focused on <laughs> the work that was at hand, focused on family matters, focused on life here around me and not life on the, on the metaverse. Totally forgot that the world is actually uh, going crazy. So as I've taken time to reflect on this past year, there are a few core cultural events that I really feel overshadowed all of 2021, and I want to cover those as I reflected on this last year. And 2020, of course, and 2021, in my mind, were filled with a few key events, but the overarching picture that I saw was social unrest and social upheavals. And I believe we're only seeing the beginning of those, as we all know. We're now in the Omnis, the Omnicroms. They are, it, this, this thing, it's not going away. Uh, there is definitely vested interest, I believe, even to keep it going. Obviously, uh, it's a more complex issue than just that. It's, of course, real. Um, but this shaking that we have been seeing in the earth is going to increase as we move into 2022. But we've seen the, the sparks of it in 2020 with BLM, and then we saw more sparks of it in 2021, where we saw riots and protests across the globe from Australia to throughout Europe to uh, even here in the Middle East, we saw protests across America. We saw protests and riots when it comes to uh, the shakings that are happening in government decisions. Uh, when it comes to the measures that they are taking in regards to COVID, An another big thing that we saw this year, early this year, was the conflict between Israel and Palestine, really the conflict between Hamas and Israel. And we made that very clear on the show. Uh, that, you know, I'm really, I'm pro-Palestine. I'm pro-reconciliation, but I am against Hamas. I'm anti-Hamas. I'm anti-terrorist organizations. And we even played clips 
of the foreign minister of the UAE, United Arab Emirates, saying the same thing, that Hamas is a terrorist organization. We cannot separate their government and their military because they do not separate their government and their military. Now, I got in a lot of trouble, a ton of trouble in my, my local community here in the Middle East for saying that. Because essentially, I'm saying, hey, I'm against Hamas. And if you're against Hamas, you're against the from the river to the sea, Israel will be free, uh, which is a, a blatant call for the genocide of the Jewish people. And there, there was one, and I want to say this, and maybe you totally forgot this, but I want to say it to clear my own conscience. There's one thing, and when I think back through everything that I said in, in the shows last year, I'm sure there's more, but one thing that sticks out that I regret saying, or I wish I would have uh, rephrased in a different way, but when the the war, the conflict between Israel and Hamas was going on, we saw an enormous amount of fatalities of young children uh, in uh, the Gaza Strip. And I had tried to gloss over those. And the reason that I tried to gloss over the hundreds of children, innocent children that died, because the argument that was being made in the metaverse at the time was that, look at how many kids are dying. Therefore, Israel is bad and Hamas is good. They're just, uh, they're just overtly killing and attacking civilians, which was a, is a total distortion of the truth. The only reason that there was conflict in the first place, if you really go back to the roots of it, and we covered it on the show, was that there was a failed election in the West Bank, which Hamas was supposed to win. So Hamas, to try to drum up support, began making this big issue of Aqsa Mosque, and then they began launching missiles at Jerusalem, at Israel. And then Israel, what are they, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to retaliate. Hamas was building and launching rockets from the middle of their towns. And so the, when you're looking at the death count to say, well, look at the death count on this side and look at the civilian loss of life, which is terrible, horrible, horrific. But that does not mean that one side is just and one side is wicked. You, you cannot make the argument of saying, well, because this side is losing more children, therefore the other side is is overtly intently killing those children and so i i wrongly avoided the subject and i think that got me into a lot of trouble last year um so i just wanted to bring that up in the close of this year and probably foolishly because someone's going to get a hold of us and totally misunderstand what i'm saying again it is horrible that hundreds of children, innocent children died. However, they died at the hands of Hamas because Hamas at any moment could have stopped firing rockets and ended the war. They were the ones that instigated it. They were the ones that were attacking civilian populations and Israel was retaliating to strike against known known uh, Hamas locations where they're firing missiles to to have minimum amount of damage, whereas Hamas is just trying to hit anything and everything. So the, the issue was you cannot, you cannot look at the death counts and say, because of the death counts, one side is right and one side is wrong. That was one area that I think I, I overlooked um, last year. And I just want to set that straight. Uh, another thing that overshadowed last year, of course, 
and we we have yet to see and understand the implications of what happened but the Afghanistan crisis with uh president Joe Biden haphazardly pulling out all of the troops out of Afghanistan Afghanistan falling in a matter of moments to the Taliban and all the the chaos that has come from that the loss of life the the horrific uh images that we saw coming out of Afghanistan, uh, and we covered it for weeks here on the show. This was a huge, huge event on, on a global scale that really is going to, I think, be the impotence to, to shift uh, geopolitical happenings in the region and the rest of the world. I think it is a, a match that is going to set a lot of other things on fire in a chain reaction as we go into 2022 and uh, beyond. Uh, it, we, we, I cannot overemphasize the significance of what happened there, especially with the, the impression that the world now has of America. That's in my, my opinion. Obviously, it's my opinion. Uh, another <laughs> overt thing that we covered so much just it seemed like every episode especially in the yeah that makes sense sense section yeah that makes sense i love that section i love that that segment of the show the the insanity when we're living in this post-truth society really on a global scale different measures in different places in the world but because of media media is pushing this uh postmodern indoctrination of uh, of a post-truth society where we don't believe in objective morality or, or objective truth or objective reasoning in fact if you use reasoning it means that you're part of the white colonialist uh, oppression and reasoning is just a way or reason is just a tool of the oppressor to oppress other people now, with that has come in the West, really America, but across Canada, across Europe, this, this push for, of, of the trans agenda, which is indoctrinating children in the education system, telling little boys that they're girls and telling little girls that they're boys. Just read, you know, as I opened up my, my RSS newsfeed again, for for the first time really in two months, it's the same it's the same things, guys and girls, again and again. This is still happening and it's horrific hearing stories of children five, six, seven years old coming home from their school where their teacher is telling little little Johnny that he's really Jenny. This is happening on a mass scale across the West and here in the Middle East, this is what people are talking about. The impression here in the Middle East from, from at least a large group of my relationship networks is looking on the West and saying they, they have lost their minds. They have totally gone off the deep end. Like what is happening? They're absolutely crazy. It's not even comprehensible. It's just abject uh, immorality and wickedness. It is wickedness. This is one thing that I think I... <laughs> believe it or not, regret in this last year is not being more forthright when it comes to uh, some of these issues. And I've obviously I'm pretty forthright on the show. Um, but I got beat up. This is kind of a tangent right now. 
I got it beat up so much this past year, which is one reason I ended up taking a break. I got beat up so much last year um, from hate and disagreement in the, the feedback loop from the show. Multiple people canceled me, lost multiple relationships. Um, and it seemed like every interaction that I was having was a negative interaction from a listener saying, I disagree, you're wrong. Whether it's on the, the Palestine-Israeli conflict here in the Gulf, I would have a handful of people silently and secretly DMing me saying, hey, I, I think you're right on this one. I, I agree. They're, they're, Hamas is a terrorist organization. Let's figure out a way that we can actually see a, a peace come between Palestine and Israel or the West Bank and in Gaza and Israel. How can we see that without having a full-blown genocide? Why can't we get together? There were people like that, but the majority of the people were, you know, calling me, uh, you know, occupational Zionist, white supremacist, who knows what they, what they said, even behind my back, people stirring up strife and, and division against me, which that was that, that whole section of the, those months when the, the conflict in Palestine was happening. Then when it, when it came to anything that I would say from the, the trans agenda or the abortion agenda in the, the Western, my Western half of the audience, there'd be people that would come out of the woodworks and attack me there as well. So it was a, a very, um, for me personally, on a personal note, it was a very hard year. I look back on 2020, it wasn't so bad for me, but 2021, it felt like I was a tree that was getting all of my limbs chopped off. And at the end of the year, here I am just laid bare, no branches, no leaves, just a stump sticking out of the ground. And that's how I, I personally feel as we move into 2022. And the reason I say all that is because I found myself censoring the way that I say things, the way that I frame things, that every time I would post on social media, I would censor myself and, and say, should I say this? Oh, I don't know if I really should say it this way. I need to frame it a little softer so that people can understand what I'm saying more. And I realized that I have just been uh, living my life in fear of what other people are going to say and think and their perceptions of me, et cetera. And I realized you can't win for losing. This is what my dad would always say. You can't win for losing. And I have been trying to win by losing. And that is a bad strategy. So if you've been trying to win by losing, uh, don't do it. Um, now, of course, I'm sure I have room for growth. But I also recognize and realize most of those people who were giving me a ton of hate probably don't even listen to the full show. So... Uh, as we move into 2022, some of the changes that I am going to make, I am going to try to, believe it or not, <laughs> back off from some of, some of my uh, self-censorship and making sure I'm framing everything just perfectly so in case you know someone might get upset with me. And I'm going to try to be a little bit more frank. Um, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes for me and for you. I'd love to hear how that goes for you as well. Okay, back to the the insanity of 2021. Of course, the 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 printing of the dollar, whether it goes in completely inflationary or if it does go deflationary as I expect it to, as the economy continues to slow in many places across the globe. Um 
we really could be looking, and I do believe that we are going to be looking at more social unrest as we come into 2022 and upheavals across the globe. I think we have only begun to see the beginnings of the shakings that are coming, and in some ways, they're going to intensify in 2022. Now, that is that is kind of a duh thing to say. You could just look at what's happening in the world and say that's the logical conclusion of where things are continuing to go as a lot of these issues on a global scale have not been resolved. Uh, with that, with that shaking, I do believe there's going to be an enormous amount of opportunity. So this isn't, I mean, it is, it isn't all bad in that the shakings are tensions that have been built up for decades that need to be broken free so that we can have we can have uh, pockets across the globe who are returning to a sound mind, returning to sound thinking, returning to a, a solid way of living life, being grounded and rooted on something firm and solid rather than the sifting, shifting sands of culture. Uh, Another thing that we looked at over this last year was the intense rhetoric, um, concentration camps uh, in Australia, at least, and, and pushes to force people to take irreversible medical treatments, uh, whether they liked it or wanted it or not. And this is continuing to go on, continuing to go on. So, as I said, when I look into 2022, I, I see more unrest, more upheaval, more instability, but I also see opportunities to build bunkers, opportunities to build um, little villages or communities or, or bubbles, uh, isolation points from the chaos that's happening. And that is why we are here. That is why the show exists. It's right. Own the future. That's the, the original tagline name of the show. We moved it to the Lucas Scrobot show because it, it was a little bit more radio-esque, but really that's still the promise of the show. How do we own the future? How do we become people who not just take responsibility for ourselves, but we move into the place of being able to build, to grow into a tree that provides shade for other people, that provides a place of refuge to our families, to our communities, and to people around us. How do we do that in an active way when the entire world seems to be melting down? And so that is really where we're going to be focusing on when we move into 2022. As I said, uh, when we look into 2022, there's a lot of shakings that are happening. And when I reflect back on 2021, the way that we have operated as a show has been very reactionary. It has been very uh, taking a, a social event and giving social commentary on top of it. And that has been both positive in and negative. It's been positive, in my opinion, because we've been able to process 
what is happening on a societal level and break it down, break it down to the roots and understand where these ideas and this chaos is springing from and how we should think about it and how we should respond to it. That is going to continue as we move into 2022. We are not going to stop that. We are not going to stop our, our segments of, yeah, that makes sense, or Weaver and Loom. One way that it has been negative, in my opinion, is that it has been very defensive rather than offensive. And I want to move into a place in my own life where I am moving on the offense when it comes to these, these topics, coming on the offense when it comes to building bunkers within culture, building oasises within culture that people can come and find reprieve and refuge and rest and stability in the midst of chaos, in the midst of social upheaval, which we will continue to see. But that social upheaval is shaking people awake. It's not all negative. It's shaking people awake to say, the way that I've been living, it's not enough. The way that I've been living, it's not going to get me through this next season. I need to turn and find people who can help me. And let me tell you, the people who can help them, it's you. It's not necessarily me, but it's you. You are placed in people's lives to help them, to be a place of refuge and security, to become a tree that people can come and find refuge from a storm under. Just not a lightning storm. If you're in a lightning storm, you don't want to hide underneath a tree because uh, that can turn out bad for you. But nevertheless, the metaphor still plays. So as we move into 2022, I, I see some changes. First is we're going to be more offensive on this show, not just in our, our speaking forthrightly about what is happening in society on the globe, but more importantly, focusing on how we can build a culture that we want to see. And you know, I love the practicals. I love pulling something from way up high in the sky to pulling it down to a practical level of say, this is how we build it. This is how we shift and change something. This is how we provide uh, a safety net for society, a bunker for our family and providing for a community around us. This is how we do it in a practical sense. I love those practical senses. And we're going to focus on doing that. We're going to focus on some of the elements that we can implement in our lives. We can implement in our family, in our communities of cultural stones, cultural building blocks, if you will, to build strong and stable houses. This is, this is really going to be a, a focal point of 2022. Another thing that we are doing in conjunction with this, this is, um, I guess, the first time I'm really announcing this. I've been thinking about this for a number of years, is launching a, a beta course or beta group called The Cave that comes out of a couple different metaphors. One, it's Plato's cave. Others, it's uh, the cave of Dulem, where a, a cave is a place that you come and hide, where people who are distressed, embittered, or uh, indebted come and they find refuge. And they, from the process of hiding in this cave, of finding this place of retrieve, they come out as strong and capable people who are able to build 
safety nets or build a structures of refuge for other people. And so we'll be launching this beta group, if you will, where we're, we're able to workshop and provide tools around personal life vision. If you are distressed, you are filled with anxiety, you do not have purpose and meaning in your life, we're going to help build some some boundary lines, some riverbanks to focus your life to your life goal, to the things that you want to build and be in your life. And we're going to provide tools for that. The other one is relational help, health. And when we have distressed or embittered relationships, embittered family relationships or marriage or with our children or with our friends, if we do not have the right frameworks and tools to address our relationships and friendships, we're not going to succeed in other areas of our life. So we're going to give ourselves and our community tools to be able to fix that, to grow strong in that area. And the third is financial growth. And whether it's becoming entrepreneurial, whether it's fixing our personal finances, whether it's building generational wealth that we can not only pass down to generation, but we can employ other people with, we are going to be bringing in experts on that so that we can grow as a community within this uh, course to not just be people who react to society and have a, a good talk track of how to respond to people around us when they bring up some crazy, crazy social upheaval that's happening in the coming years. But we become someone that people come to, not for how do I think about this per se, but hey, I need help. Can you give me tools to help me? Because I look at your life and I see that, wow, you are doing a lot of things right. You seem to have some idea of what you're doing. So in this beta course, we'll be talking more about it. And it's a beta course because we've not run it before. So be, be one of the guinea pigs. Join in on the first um, number of sections. You can, if you want more information on that, you can WhatsApp me at plus one two zero two nine two two zero two two zero, or you can visit the website and email there about it. Join, join that. I think it is going to be dynamic. We're going to have different speakers coming in, um, workshops, tools to be able to not just defend, but really set a, a rhythm and a cadence for the culture that we want to build within our communities, within our communities. And when I look to 2022, that is what is, is going to be a, a key component, a crucial component of success. Are you able to rise up as a leader among your community to bring security, vision, uh, relational help, health? Are you able to rise up as a leader? Because if you can, if you will rise up as a leader, you will help many people and people are looking for help. Well, that's all for this episode. It's really just a, a really short, a little bit scattered recap episode of some of the things I reflected on in 2021 and some of the ways forward that I see us moving in 2022. We're going to come back and kick off the show again, starting at the beginning of the year. Um, a couple of practical changes. We'll probably be dropping down to once a week 
rather than twice a week. And we're going to be doing this live. We're going to be doing it live uh, right now, probably on YouTube live for starters. And then, of course, this will still be put out on all the places that you listen to the podcast or your podcast. So that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for being here again. If you have any questions, please WhatsApp me at plus one two zero two nine two two zero two two zero. And as you go into this holiday season, spend time with your family, spend time with yourself in solitude and get off this addictive device that is filling your mind with fear. So go out and own the future.